0: Welcome to the Gifted Therapy Podcast, hosted by Mary Stone. Through her gift of being claircognizant, psychic, and her mediumship skills, you will be intrigued and educated about alternative ways of healing. Mary has 20 years of experience to bring her to this point. It all started with a tragedy of her own. She will be joined by me, Renee Johnson, the producer and a longtime client and friend of Mary's. I am a firm believer of all things spiritual and am a testimony of how Mary's sessions have changed my life. I hope these sessions can help you with clarity, peace, comfort, and closure, and provide you with helpful information as you move through your earthly journey. Everything provided in this podcast has come from Mary's own experience of doing private readings. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, we really wanted to thank everyone for the great response that we've been getting in terms of the questions for this episode. We were really amazed at the amount of questions we got, and we thank you so much for participating. And we'll try to do this again so we can get some more questions in, but I just wanted to start off the episode by saying thank you so much. So as you know, today we're going to be answering our listener questions. So with that said, hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? I'm good. And yourself? Good. I can't believe the response
1: we got. I'm so excited to answer all these questions and we'll probably have to do episode two uh, to fit them in. But um, thank you, everyone.
0: Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get the ball rolling here. Okay. So the first two questions are from a listener in Pembroke Pines, Florida. And they're from episode one and two. So the first question is, how can I raise my vibration to be able to connect with more, um, with more of my loved ones, or to well, connect more with my loved ones? I should say.
1: Yeah, the only way that I know um, is to quiet your mind and try to meditate. And listen to your responses. Like I said, it took me years to learn how to do this. and but if you just take a few minutes in a day uh, by yourself in a quiet place and just tap your third eye and just quiet your mind and ask a question and see if you get an answer and And all of a sudden you will, and you'll be amazed, you're like, "Oh wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, yeah, just quiet your mind and, um, try to meditate.
0: Okay. So this, this listener's next question was, how can I tell that they have crossed over to the spirit world?
1: Well, that's a really hard question because usually you have to go through a medium and they usually can tell whether they're earthbound or they have crossed over. But one of the things I can tell this listener is that if she's getting signs all the time, um, you know, finding a feather or a smell or light going off and on or finding money or birds or, you know, all the time that the person usually is earthbound. Because when they have moved into the spirit world, um, they're very busy with their earthly, I mean, their spiritual world journey. And they don't have time. Sometimes it's like, uh, I don't know, they, they're very busy. So mm-hmm. I would think that would be one way to know if uh, they have crossed over or not, if you see less signs that they're around.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay so our next question comes from a listener in coconut creek and their questions are based on episode one and two as well so their first question was what do they do in the spirit world
1: well from what i see is they usually take on what they've done here on this earth um they can manifest anything that they want if they don't want to do anything, they don't do anything. They just enjoy it. But most of them like to do their trade, what they did down here. Um, If you're a priest, sometimes you create a, a church. Um, Like my husband was uh, um, a horse person. He had a farm. And when I contacted him, he showed me his farm with his dad. And he still has horses and animals. So it's like... They can do really whatever they want to do and just manifest it. Mm
0: -hmm. So basically like what you used to do here in the earth realm, you kind of pick that back up in the spirit realm.
1: Yeah, that's what I find out. Yeah. From connecting people. Cause I always say, you know, what, what do you do? What, you know, of course the person always wants to ask Mm -hmm. and, you know, I see them in a classroom teaching or, um, you know, in a library, like a library or you know, whatever they sort of like down here, they do up there. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of yeah, they sort of manifest whatever. Or they try something different. Mm -hmm. Um but it sounds pretty good to me, huh? Yeah,
0: it's a good deal.
1: (laughs) Always try a couple different things, you know? Right. Whatever sticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's sometimes they show me sports. Uh You know, they love Mm -hmm. sports down here and they had a chance to play sports up there. And so it's, it's very interesting. Hmm.
0: Okay. So our next question comes from a listener in Boca Raton, Florida. This listener asks, how do you know who is your soulmate? Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, that was, that was a very good topic that we discussed. Um, The only thing I could tell you, it feels different You'll feel a soul connection way past the initial attraction, if that makes sense. Because when you first meet somebody, it's like chemistry and you're so attracted. And, and when that sort of wears off, which eventually you get settled in and, in your relationship and you still have this huge soul connection no matter what goes on, that's usually your soulmate. And Mm -hmm. like we said, it could be a friend, it could be a lover, um, a man, a woman. um, You know, we discussed all different types of soulmates.
0: Yeah. So basically, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a a cousin you decided to come back with or a friend. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. It's basically a soul connection. Mm -hmm. Um, It's much deeper, much deeper relationship. Cool, so cool. hopefully everybody has one.
0: <laughs> I, I hope so. I know. I
1: know. I think I have several. So I I don't know. I am very close to a lot of people. And uh, it is a lot of soul connection. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Mm-hmm. so our next question comes from New York. And the listener writes, I have so many fears and I do not know where they come from. Where do fears come from? Is that from episode five? Yes, it was. It was from episode five. Well,
1: most fears come from your past lives. Uh, You carry them over um, to this lifetime. And um, there are certain ways of helping you get through them. I know I discussed a lot of fears that I have, and I've done a lot of exercises to get over them, but usually you have a fear, and you have no idea, why do I have this fear in this lifetime? Nothing's ever happened to me that I'm afraid of fire, or I'm afraid of the water, or afraid of heights. Like, what is it, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you go into your past lives, it comes from something there, like you might have drowned, uh, you might have fallen off a huge building. Um, you know, you, you, a lot of people are afraid of loud noises. Maybe you were shot in another lifetime. You know, it's, it's, it's usually carried over fears, but I find there's some exercises that you can do to deal with them. And one of them is, is to acknowledge the fear and let, let it pass through you. And just say it's no longer needed in this lifetime. And hopefully that will help you. I know I was afraid to get on a highway and and I would sit there and wouldn't move, and I would say that. this is the fear is just an illusion. It's not real. And I let it pass through me, and I got on the highway. So you got to keep doing those to convince yourself it's not real. It's just an illusion because it hasn't happened. But that's a very good question because i would say eight out of ten people have fears you know
0: yeah definitely i remember um the in the early stages of when i started to come to see you 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 would always tell me that uh fears are just illusions they're not real they haven't happened yet and that's like stuck in my my brain so yeah Well, it's funny because I
1: I helped a grandmother. She never had seen her grandchildren because she was afraid of flying. Mm -hmm. And I worked on her for weeks, almost a month. Mm -hmm. And um, she basically got on that plane and had no fears and saw her grandchildren. She was the happiest person ever. Mm and then a lot of people don't get over them and that's okay. It's it's you know, don't be hard on yourself, you know, cuz I'm still have fears I haven't gotten over and I am hard on myself, but then I say it's okay, you know. I'm I'm human. I'm not perfect, you know. Right. But I, I you know, I try the best I can. Mm-hmm.
0: So. As we as we all should. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so our next question comes from Tampa and this is related to our episode 7 on Reiki and Chakras. Okay. And- and and the listener asks, where can I learn Reiki?
1: Well, most of the spiritual shops um, offer them. The spiritual stores. If you Google metaphysical um, chapels, metaphysical stores, spiritual stores, usually they have classes um, at the facility. And they can certify you in the degrees, Reiki 1, Reiki 2, and your master's degree. But it does take a long time um, to get these degrees. And then once you get them, you really, really have to practice. But it's, it's good because you can do it on yourself, and it really helps you heal yourself. Hmm.
0: Okay. So, so, yeah,
1: just seek, you know, seek it out. You, know? you have to do a little
0: research. Got you. Okay, cool. So um, our next question comes from a listener who um, he or she did not share where they were from, but they did ask these following three questions. So the first one is, are there any places that you should avoid because the presence of energy or spirits are very prominent? Yes. Um, well, bars are the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just because your vibration is really low in a bar, cause usually you've been drinking, you have alcohol in you and um, your aura isn't real healthy. And a lot of people get attachments uh, in in bars. Um, And cemeteries are another one. Uh, A lot of earthbound spirits are in the cemeteries. And um, hospitals are a big one, you know, my son works in a hospital and he has to make sure he doesn't bring any home, anybody home with him every day, you know, because a lot of people that pass in hospitals don't pass over. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the best thing if you do work in a hospital or a bar and or if you visit a cemetery is try to put a white light around you and put some crystals on and make sure your aura is healthy so there's no rips in it so you can get attachments because a lot of times the earthbound spirits will attach to you, and um, if your aura isn't that healthy, they find a rip in it or something and attach, and then it's not very good. And there's like sucking your energy. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I always load up on the crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You're not coming home with me." No, <laughs> no. But, uh, <laughs> it's true because a lot of people don't go to the light right away, and they stay in this uh, earthly realm. So that was a good mm-hmm. question.
0: Yeah. So uh, this listener's second question was, what can you tell us about night terrors, also known as nightmares? Um, Children often suffer from night terrors, and they can have a conversation with you upon waking up from these nightmares. And then they have little to no recall recall about them shortly after. Mm. So what can you tell us about nightmares?
1: Yeah. Not so nice as a mother. It's sort of scary when your child does have them. The only thing I can say to that is that most nightmares and dreams come from your subconscious. And uh, it's basically that's something that you have listened to during the day. If you um, saw a scary movie or somebody told you something scary or, you know, it's in your subconscious. You usually dream about what you've thought about during the day. So a little child could have had something traumatic happened to him during or her during the day and it's stuck in their subconscious and it's usually they're running away from something or they and it's scary and they they really don't remember it or why but it's I really think it's from what they've watched on tv or something in school or somebody told them a scary story or and um so the best thing is to just comfort them, hold them, and you know, don't question them about it because they get confused. But just reassure them that they're going to be safe and they're okay.
0: Mm, yeah, that is pretty scary. It's like then you you develop um, possibly fears of going to sleep and right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: especially for a little kid, it's. You know, they really don't know. You know, I mean, a lot of times I've watched a TV show and I then at night I've had a bad dream. And But I realized it was the TV show
0: that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Same here. For me, it happens before I even go to sleep. I I'm know. looking over my shoulder. I just watched a scary movie and I'm like... Oh, is it here? <laughs> I know I it's,
1: it. it's yeah, but it's usually held in your subconscious uh, mind. So mm-hmm. just um, be reassuring uh, to the child and make sure they know that they're safe and yeah. uh, nothing's going to happen to them.
0: Mm-hmm. So their their third question was: Is there anything we can do before reading that would encourage one of our loved ones to come through?
1: Yeah, you know, most of the readings that I do, and I've done thousands of them, is, you know, they usually want a particular person to come through that they're wanting to touch base with them and see what's going on, if they're okay. And I tell these people there's no guarantee um, that they will, but I do try to find them in the spirit world and I would say nine out of 10 times they will come through and they usually come through with somebody else. Uh, if they're timid, they sort of come with somebody that's going to reassure them. It's okay to talk to me and they do step forward. So I've had pretty good luck, but I do say there is no guarantee, you know, um, I mean, just like I did a reading yesterday for a lady, and she wanted her sister had passed away, her dad had passed away, and they both came in and gave really good messages. But all of a sudden, I got a message from a little boy, and he said, Tell my mommy I'm okay. And she said, I have no idea. And I said, Well, think about it because he stepped forward and he wants to, he knows you know his mommy. And then she just went, oh, my goodness, I know exactly who that is. It was her best friend that had lost uh, one of the twins, and it was a little boy mm. passed away in his sleep. I know there's a name mm. for it. People out there are going, it's this. <laughs> um, sudden infant- oh, oh, you're death. talking about
0: SIDS. Like SIDS. Yes.
1: I just no, went blank not. for a minute. and yes. um, But he knew that – if he came through through me that he would know his this lady knew they would tell her his mom that he's okay. Mm-hmm. So that was that blew her away. And and I said, yeah, it's this is how it works. So besides your loved ones that come through, other people come through too. That know that you can give the other person the messages for them. So she was going to give the mom that message that her little boy came through and said, "You know, tell my mom I'm okay." And then I cried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very emotional, you know, because it's they find me, you know, and I'm a channeler. I'm I'm open to them, so. Mm-hmm. I I answered that question.
0: Yes. Yes. So our last question comes from Miami and this is related to episode eight and they ask, I think I have a star child. What do I do? Yeah, well,
1: they're very special children as we discussed. Um, I would just encourage them, whatever they're feeling or the the little bit of difference that they have from other children is to reassure them that they're they're special and they're gifted, and just give them a lot of hugs and support, and you know don't downgrade what they want to talk about or tell you about. just be interested in it because if you start saying oh i don't want you i don't want you to discuss that anymore that's that's not making sense no it's making sense to them so listen to them and and they're very special they're only here to teach us love and patience so if you have a star child you, um, you're very lucky <laughs> yeah
0: that's an awesome ch- thing to have in your child i mean it's very rare isn't it yeah,
1: it, it is. It's they're more and more as as this generation, as we talked in the episode about the different generations of the Indigo Children and the Crystal Children. So, you know, it's um, yeah, I would say they're very special. Awesome. So, awesome. so this has very been very good. I feel like that there's a lot more questions out there and we'll probably do another episode um, to answer these questions.
0: Yes, Uh for sure. Yeah, that would be great. I'm sure like there were questions that we didn't get to answer today and hopefully we'll get them next time. So we just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And uh, we hope you come back next time. Please follow us on Facebook at Gifted Therapy. And please leave us comments and feedback. Let us know if you like us or if you like what we're saying. Uh, Let us know if there's anything else you want to hear from us. Um, And thanks so much for listening. Bye now. Thank
1: you. Bye.